0: You're listening to a Philadelphia Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Philadelphia sports fan experience. What is going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Birds Banter Podcast. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. If you're returning, thank you for your support. Again, my name is Matt Loopy, and this show is presented to you by phlsportsnation.com. Check out phlsportsnation for all of your Philly sports needs. Eagles, Phillies, Flyers, Sixers, Union, we got it all. Um, but this is the Birds Banter Podcast, and we are a couple days after the first round. Um, yesterday, the... Uh, The draft was officially closed on Sunday. Monday, we're uh, now looking at the picks and trying to make sense of them. What went on? Um, Honestly, this is my most rewarding draft so far as I get further invested into this podcast and football as a career down the road, hopefully. Um, I did a lot of work on these prospects and the entire draft class as a whole, and out of the... 10 Eagles draft picks, three of them were guys that I really love that I wanted to invest one of the picks on. I I know that 30% seems pretty low. However, if you actually look at these prospects uh, very closely, if you try to gauge what the Eagles needs are, when they're going to prioritize them, what the Eagles mindset is, it's actually really, really tough to try to figure out um, what is going to be happening. And I feel like a lot of fans got tripped up in the first round already just when Justin Jefferson was uh, not selected by the Eagles because that was everybody's fan favorite. If you have been listening before, following me or Bird's Banter on Twitter, you know that we were enamored with Jalen Rager. So very, very happy over here that Jalen Rager was the pick. I think that's definitely a better fit. Uh, We'll get to that in a second. But um, today we're going to talk about... um, what I saw from the draft, what I liked out of the picks. We're going to run through all 10 picks, give an instant reaction and analysis on them. But I'm not going to stop there. The next five days, okay, I'm going to release two different podcasts every single day. So Tuesday through uh, Saturday, right? Two draft picks for per day. So day one, Jalen Rager and Jalen Hurts. Day two, uh, Davion Taylor and Kayvon Wallace. And we're just going to run through... Every single one. They're going to be shorter clips, so you don't have to listen to me going on and on about these prospects for a long time. Um, but they're going to have they're going to be shorter podcasts, and we're going to talk about um, some film, some film review, my final pick grades, and a more in depth look at these players. I think you guys are really going to enjoy that because um, it's easy to look at highlights and point out, oh, he's good here. But we're going to talk about the strengths, the weaknesses, the fit with the team, everything. So make make sure you're on the lookout for that. Um, Again, if you're a new listener, you can find Birds Banter on every single podcast platform out there. Uh, Just search it up, Birds Banter. It'll pop up on social media. We are Birds Banter on Twitter and Birds Banter PHL on Instagram. And then to finish out the draft process on day six, I believe that'll be Sunday. um, I'm going to talk about the undrafted free agents and give a quick rundown on all of them. I believe there's 13 so far. Um, Could be wrong about that, but there's a big group of them. Don't know too much about all of them. I've heard a couple of names before, seen a couple of them play. But overall, I'm looking forward to watching them more. But right now, we're invested in the draft picks right now, and then I'll get all that content out to you. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it, like I said. Um, So be on the lookout all week. Bird's Banter is going to hit you with a lot of content. So I'm sure you guys have seen this, but after the Eagles lost to the Seahawks, Doug Peterson and Harry Roseman made this list of how they were going to address the offseason, not just the draft, but free agency, trades, whatever it may be. And there's three parameters to this list. Can he run? Is it going to be a fast player that can contribute? Like we said, the Eagles aren't, weren't looking just for fast receivers. They are looking for speed all across the offense, all across the defense. Is he healthy? The Eagles have been struggling with injuries for a long time. They did not want to invest a draft pick into someone that wasn't going to see the field year one or was going to be work in progress or risk a re-injury. They wanted to make sure they were getting healthy players into their system. And number three, does he love to play the game? I think this has been a struggle with the Eagles in the past. Um, don't want to single out any players, but the first player that comes to mind is Nelson Aguilar. When he's on the field with the Eagles uh, in the past couple of years, obviously other than the Super Bowl run in possibly 2018, Those three other seasons, it just looks like he wasn't invested into the game of football and um, the whole process. He just didn't like being on the field. He wasn't giving it his all. But then once all these injuries happened, um, especially last year in 2019, you had to have Boston Scott step up, Greg Ward step up, and those were guys who truly loved the game and loved to contribute. And that's why the Eagles had success, because they had that chemistry and love for football that could that they could all share together. So I think that's why that is definitely on the list, Um, along with healthy, uh, your your health and your quickness. Does he love to play the game? That's a huge thing the Eagles have to look for. So to start things off, I mentioned Jalen Rager to the start of this podcast because I absolutely love Jalen Rager. I think it was a fantastic pick. He was my favorite receiver out of this draft class just because of the fit that he will bring with the Eagles. Um, he has a lot of speed. At the Combine, he ran over a 4.4, 40-yard dash, and a lot of people were thinking, that's not fast at all. However, he was participating in the Combine 10 pounds heavier than he normally does, so he shed off all that weight. He went back to work at, at his pro day. He ran a sub 4.3. He really showed that lightning speed. I believe it was a 4 8 or something like that. It was obviously unofficial, but that's a big difference. Uh, if you watch the video, you know he was flying in that video. So he he's a great fit for the Eagles. He has a speed comparable to Tyree Kill and Deshaun Jackson. My comparison to him was Deshaun Jackson. And now that more people's eyes are on him, a lot of people are saying Tyree Kill. And I like both of those comparisons. But honestly, Jalen Rager is his own unique player because he is over a 40 inch vertical. That sets him apart from any speed receiver in the league. You don't see speed receivers run down the field and then be able to go up and get a jump ball. Jalen Rager can do that. Most of the time, especially looking at Deshaun Jackson, now you just want him to run fast, get a couple yards of separation, and then he'll catch the ball in, in stride. Jalen Rager, a lot of his tape, he's going up and getting that ball. And I think. His ball skills have improved a lot because his quarterback at TCU, I mean, 31% of his targets were catchable. Only 31%. That is terrible. On the other hand, Justin Jefferson at the highest in the draft class, I believe it was 60 70% from Joe Burrow. But the fact that Jalen Rager could still show out and show all of his promise and athleticism with only 30% of the balls being catchable, Shows how good of a receiver he is. And once you get a more accurate passer with Carson Wentz paired with him, he's going to be great. His run after the catch ability stands out to me. And I think that's what makes him a great fit because the Eagles offense loves to get these players out in the open field and let them do the rest, Um, hit them in stride and let them keep moving. They have a tight end like Zach Ertz that'll just catch the ball and sit down, but everywhere else they want to make sure that they can move the ball downfield after the throw. Um, so I really like that he can maneuver well in traffic, get around the defense, and burn people. I mean, he's got the speed to do it. Um, I want to talk about CD Lamb and Justin Jefferson real quick because these are two players that the Eagles fans were very upset um, that the Eagles did not get. CD Lamb was um, the surprise of the draft so far, um, as far as players falling because he, in my opinion, was a top twelve talent. Um, he's a type of guy him and jerry judy in my opinion are type of guys that you want to trade up for to go get and um, when you're sitting there in round one cd lamb is falling he's falling and the eagles were interested in trading up if it was going to be at the right price and the falcons were picking at pick 16 and everybody's thinking they don't need a receiver they got calvin ridley and julio jones so it'll be fine he'll go he'll go uh he'll last another pick and then the eagles could possibly trade up after that at number 17 the Dallas Cowboys were picking. Obviously, the Cowboys and the Eagles were not going to trade in the first round. I know they pulled off a trade later in the the draft, but in the first round, you're not going to see a big division rival pull off a trade. Um, but I wasn't too worried because I saw um, the Cowboys as a team that didn't really need a wide receiver. They had other needs. I mean, their center, an All Pro center, just retired. Their defense has been struggling. Um, with keeping players around. They need some secondary help, and their D-line is solid but lacks the depth. So I was thinking, oh, they'll definitely go defense or they can trade back with another team, something like that. However, they end up taking C.D. Lamb. That very, very much surprised me. Um, but I wasn't too upset because, like I said, Jalen Raker was my favorite player out of there. C.D. Lamb, although he is a great receiver, will probably go down as being the best one of the out of this draft class. He didn't have the speed that the Eagles were looking for. Um, I think if it was any other year, if the Eagles had their priorities um, at speed right and they could take a risk somewhere else, then that trade with the Falcons would happen. Um, the Eagles did try to trade up with the Falcons; the price was too high, and I respect Howie for hanging up the phone and knowing what that it was too much. Um, so, I I understand people's frustration, but it's okay. Trust me, you're in good hands with Jalen Rager. As far as Justin Jefferson, um, I know he's a great player. I commented on how he's mostly a slot receiver. If you draft him, you still definitely need speed. Um, he's a fast player, but he doesn't play. So his 40-yard dash time. And he just, I don't know. Um, he, he stood out to me, but not for an Eagles prospect, just because I would rather have someone who's a true outside receiver with a lot of speed, like Jalen Rager was, and um, bring more versatility in that way. Justin Jefferson just didn't really fit. Um, And I just want to say to all my listeners right now, if Justin Jefferson goes on and has a great year with the Minnesota Vikings, don't be upset because just because he's good with the Vikings doesn't mean that he would be that good with the Eagles. Um, If Jalen Rager goes for 600 yards as rookie year and Justin Jefferson goes for 900 Don't blame it on Howie Roseman, okay? It's different systems, different offenses. Jalen Rager was a better pick over Justin Jefferson. Um, And staying at 21 really shows that Rager was always their guy. If they didn't trade up, I mean, if they love CeeDee Lamb, the price wasn't going to be too high in Howie Roseman's head. He was going to go up and get him. However, they stayed back, and they got Rager, and they picked him over Justin Jefferson. They valued that speed and uh, I got into it on on Twitter with someone before the draft because I said Jalen Rager is going to be my pick at 21 even if Justin Jefferson is there. I know that was hard for a lot of Eagles fans to hear because they love Justin Jefferson, but I said he's, he's a better fit. And this guy was going back and forth with me, and he was saying, um, bottom line is you said that you would like Rager or Jefferson, which is an idiotic statement. And I came back at him, and I just said, like, from the work that I've done, this is what I see out of him. I mean, he's just a better fit. I was trying to be nice about it, and he goes, well, maybe you should work harder, and looks like uh, I did the right amount of work. Um, came out with the the prospect that I thought, and it was in a situation where Rager was picked over Jefferson, which was, quote-unquote, an idiotic statement. So made me feel a little bit better um, that I was on the right page with the Eagles in that part. Um, again, overall, really like the Jalen Rager pick. Stay tuned tomorrow for a more in-depth analysis on him pick number 53 here is where it gets interesting the eagles end up taking a quarterback jalen hurts this is the biggest shock of the draft there was a lot of players on the board that i was very interested in um i know a lot of fans like denzel mims i wasn't as high on him but i wouldn't mind pairing mims with rager double dip net receiver you get best of both worlds you get your speed and you get your size however the Eagles go and take a quarterback, which I did not even have on the list of needs in day one or day two. Um, I thought the lines were more priority, Um, defensive backs, even linebacker. um, I would honestly be less shocked to see a running back taken in the round two instead of a quarterback. But honestly, um, before I get into my analysis for a little bit, I just want to say, if Wentz wasn't the quarterback, if the Eagles were looking for a quarterback in this draft, oh my God, fans would be going crazy right now. They would love this Jalen Rager, Jalen Hurts, rookie combo. That would be the talk of the town. Everybody would love Hurts' athletic ability at quarterback, his accuracy, everything that he brings to the table, his uh, competitive swagger, and then Jalen Rager, a top prospect at wide receiver people would be falling in love with this. So I think just keeping that in mind, just look at him as a player, not the situation. Um, just it, it brings a little bit, a little bit of excitement, but overall I think a second round pick was a little too high, but I'm going to play devil's advocate and show the bright side of this move um, just to try to tone it down a little bit. I know fans are very upset. People are starting to come around on Twitter and be more excited about the pick. However, I'm going to explain why it was a decent selection. I'm not going to go and say that Harry Roseman is a genius for taking him in the second round because there was other needs that should be addressed. Um, However, it does make sense to an extent. So my take on getting a rookie QB, the Eagles have made it clear that they want to come out almost every year with a rookie quarterback. Um, They did with Clayton Thorson last year. They signed Nate Sudfeld off the Redskins practice squad in years past. Um, If they really want to come out with a quarterback every year, I would rather, looking back on it, I was saying, okay, go grab someone in the sixth or seventh round and deal with it. If they make the team, cool, they're not gonna see the field that much. However, that's not the right mindset to have. If you're gonna do that for five to six years and just have quarterbacks cycling in and around, backup quarterback is a good mentor and a good person to have around your starting quarterback in Carson Wentz because they can analyze the film better. If that's not a good player to have, If that's not a good player behind Carson Wentz, then you're doing him an injustice. I think everybody saw that with Nick Foles and Josh McCown. They knew the game well. They were good on the field. um, So it helped Wentz even more. But also, if you're going to have these players like, say, Clayton Thorson, drafted in the fifth round in 2019, he didn't even make the 53-man roster, and he was on the Cowboys practice squad. So he never stepped on the field or made a 53-man roster um, in the league so far. I would rather do it right than trying to plug and play for the next couple of years. I know second round is pretty high, but if you take care of it now, you get Jalen Hurts on a cheap four-year deal, so he's going to be here for a while unless he gets traded. Uh, We'll get into that in a little bit. But you get him on a cheap deal, so you don't have to sign a player like Cam Newton or Jameis Winston for a lot of money because they're uh, valuable backups proven in the league, Um it provides a lot of value because Jalen Hurts, obviously the Eagles fell in love with him. If you love the guy, go get him. Now the Eagles don't have to worry about quarterback for a long time. You don't have to even put it in a mock draft. The Eagles are set. Now they can pick up a guy like Nate Sudfield, someone to keep as a third-round quarterback, or cycle guys throughout the practice squad. But Wentz and Hurts, that is a fantastic combo right there. So I'd rather them do it right then do it wrong and just cycle these quarterbacks plug and play as backups. Um, it's doing Winston injustice, and it's not setting the team up for success if the backup has to play. Um, Hurts brings a lot to the offense. He's an athletic quarterback. He A lot of his tape is running the football, and um, it's very interesting because the Eagles – or someone reported – that Doug Peterson didn't say it directly, but um, someone reported that the Eagles are going to use him like a Taysom Hill, which is was expected, but they – referred to it as Taysom Hill on steroids, so I would expect him to get probably around eight snaps per game. Um, a lot of people are saying over 10. I think that's big stretch. I mean, if the Eagles are only getting 50 to 60 offensive snaps and you're giving um, 20% to a backup quarterback, that's a, that's a little extreme. I think eight snaps is a good fit. You can You can line him up as quarterback. You can trust him throwing the ball. Taysom Hill, I wouldn't trust him throwing the ball. As soon as he drops back for a pass, I mean, I think defenses take it as a joke. But Jalen Hurts, he can run. He can throw. He can even catch. I mean, there's games where uh, at Oklahoma and Alabama, he was catching the ball. So he's a a weapon. He's not just a quarterback. He is a weapon. And um, Dan Ravolski mentioned that when the Eagles can only – Dress 50 or 46 uh players for game day, having Jalen Hurts active is gonna be like having 47, 48 players because he can play as a backup running back, he can play as a backup quarterback, he can even come in and do a jet sweep or be a decoy as wide receiver. So his value is there as a roster standpoint. So I, I'm coming around on it. I'm not gonna say I love it, but I understand the pick. I'm starting to like it even more. And it would be ignorant for the Eagles to ignore Carson Wentz's injury history. I'm not one to say that he's injury prone because I don't believe that, uh, especially after that concussion. I mean, anybody would suffer a concussion after Jadavion Clowney um, spears you in the head. However, the fact that Carson Wentz missed the playoffs three years in a row and the backup had to take over is a little bit concerning. If you're going to make it to the big stage, You want somebody that can step in and win it if your starting quarterback is not going to do so. I'm not going to say that it's going to happen again. I'm not one of those people. However, you have to be prepared for if it does happen. So I think now if Carson Wentz goes in at the end of the season or he suffers an injury in the playoff game, people are going to be very confident in Jalen Hurts. And I think if Wentz does go down and Hurts comes back in and he has to play and he wins some games, Everybody is going to be for uh, asking for forgiveness from Harry Roseman because they know that Nate Sudfeld isn't going to come in and beat a premier defense in the league. Jalen Hurts has the potential to do so. Also, from a trade standpoint, Harry Roseman mentioned that the Eagles are looking to add as many assets as possible. Um, so, it kind of hinted at possibly developing Jalen Hurts, providing showing the, the league that he has value and then shipping him away for hopefully a second-round pick, maybe even a first-round pick. Um, So that's definitely interesting. But also, Nate Sudfeld. If a quarterback suffers an injury in the offseason or preseason, whenever that may be, or a backup does, they need a solid backup, the Eagles got a pretty good guy as a QB3 right now. Nate Sudfeld can be shipped out for a draft pick in the future or even a player. So I think that provides a lot of flexibility in the Eagles quarterback room. You could see a situation like when they traded Sam Bradford. Um, they have three capable quarterbacks in him, Chase Daniel, and Carson Wentz. Now they have three quarterbacks again, Carson Wentz included. Uh, we got Jason or Jalen Hurts and um, Nate Sudfeld behind him. That could be used as a trade piece, um, possibly even this season. Moving on to the third round, and again, be on the lookout for those in-depth analysis podcasts coming out this week. Third round was Davion Taylor. Like Jalen Rager, this was another pick that I really wanted to see the Eagles make no matter where it was. Davion Taylor was one of my guys going into this draft. If you guys watched or listened to the mock draft that I did, I did it live on Twitter then posted it as a podcast. Um, again, thank you for all that support. That was awesome to see so many people join the live mock draft. Interact with me in the comments. Um, really liked seeing that. I had a lot of fun. But um, if you guys watched that, Davion Taylor was one of my picks, I think he was a little bit later. I think he was a fourth round pick, but the Eagles took him in the third. So obviously valued him a lot. He has a lot of speed and versatility. Um, he was a safety linebacker hybrid in high school and college. I think he, he did play at community college and was a safety there and then tried to move into a linebacker role, Colorado. So, you know, he has that versatility. The last time the Eagles picked one of these players was Nate Gary. And now he's established as a linebacker. I believe Davion Taylor will look to be that linebacker position, but he also has um, some coverage ability and range ability to move into the secondary if need be. So I think that provides a lot of value. But his speed shouldn't go unnoticed. I think he ran the third fastest 40-yard dash time as linebackers at the Combine. Um, So like I said at the beginning of the podcast, the Eagles were looking at speed all across the board. So far, these first three picks in days one and day two – you got Jalen Rager, Jalen Hurts, and Davion Taylor, all sp- fast and uh, explosive, res- uh, not just receivers, players, all across the board quarterback, wide receiver, linebacker. So it shows the Eagles' commitment to getting these faster players. I don't think he's a starter yet, but he provides that spark to the defense. Um, I think he is a really hard hitter. If you just watch his highlights, even not even watch his tape yet, he has a hi- whole highlight reel of just hitting hard. So um, I think that provides a lot to the Eagles because they don't ha- really have anyone that can go out and provide that spark like that. Uh, He's probably the biggest special teams contributor right now. Um, I mean, by biggest, I mean, that's probably where he's going to be on the field the most. And I think being like a gunner um, with that hard hitting ability, I think he could be great on punt coverages. So um, I like him in that sense. I think there could be some creative blitz packages with him because he has that speed and uh, tackling ability that, He can line up his outside linebacker and then do like a little bit of a delayed blitz, let the pass rush develop, and then all of a sudden him fly in real quick and get to the quarterback. I think that would be an awesome accessory to the Eagles' defense. But also, um, on the other standpoint of him as a linebacker, I don't really trust him against tight ends yet because he's he's smaller, he's fast, but he's not that physical in coverage. So putting him against tight ends would be a little bit questionable so far. Um, Right now, I see him as kind of a gadget on defense, like I said, with these blitz packages, but also a very solid special teams guy. Um, The Eagles addressed the linebacker issue very early. Obviously, their their depth and their starters were lacking this offseason, and fans wanted to see linebacker addressed early, even as early as the first round. So the Eagles came away with a good one in round three. I think a lot of people should be happy with that and how he got his speed and explosiveness to come with it. All right, now that we are through day one and day two of the draft, the first three picks, we're going to take a short break from an ad from our sponsor. All right, welcome back, everybody. The fourth round pick was Kayvon Wallace. This is my third player that I would love for the Eagles to draft. I wanted him to be a selection anywhere from the second round to the fourth round. I think he would be a great fit with the defense. Eagles end up getting him at pick 127 in the fourth round. Awesome, awesome, awesome value. Like I said, he was a prospect for me in the second round, even third round. To get him in the fourth round is awesome. Um, The fact that he fell that far kind of shows that if you take take a step back, put Kayvon Wallace as the second round pick, and say Jalen Hurts would fall to the fourth round. If you swap those, nobody is complaining about Jalen Hurts. People might say Kayvon Wallace might, might be a little bit of a reach, but um, I think there would be a lot less unhappy fans right now. So it shows how good Kayvon Wallace is and how happy people should be with Jalen Hurts because these picks could really be interchangeable. He's a great hard-hitting safety with great instincts. When you watch him, um, he just follows the play well, and he knows how to make it happen without hesitation. A lot of times you see players sit back, especially at the college level, because they're not that experienced, but he kind of sits back and waits waits for it to develop and then takes a bad angle. But Kayvon Wallace, man, he, he has the instincts to go for it, uh, whether it be a screen, a run play, or just a play that he picks up in coverage. Kayvon Wallace goes and gets the ball or he goes and makes a tackle. He's kind of a mix between a strong safety and a free safety in my opinion because he doesn't have great range. He's not gonna sit back like a center field safety and look over the entire defense, but he has that perfect combination between good coverage skills and free range and in- instincts. So I would see him in the box most of the time, um, as kind of like a Malcolm Jenkins role and he can a quarterback spy he can he can uh, pick up the running back out of the backfield everything he provides a lot of versatility because he's kind of a hybrid safety that the league really values now especially the Eagles defense he adds to a really solid safety group so far in Jalen Mills Rodney McLeod and Will Parks Um, He brings that insurance if Mills struggles because Mills is looking to step into that Jenkins role. I think Kayvon Wallace is much better fit for it, but he's just not NFL ready. It would be tough for um, a draft pick to step in and all of a sudden fill shoes of Malcolm Jenkins. So I think Jalen Mills deserves to start there. Um, However, he is that long-term solution that I've been looking for at safety. I've mentioned countless times, even last year in the draft process. I said the Eagles... Their safety group is decent, but it's just not set up for the future because all these deals are short-term deals. you got to prepare for Roddy McLeod and Malcolm Jenkins leaving, all that. Same thing this year. However, the Eagles go and get Kayvon Wallace. He's obviously going to be on a four-year deal, being a rookie, so he's going to be there longer than anyone else um, as far as contract-wise. Obviously, McLeod or Mills or Parks can re-sign and be there with him, but right now, Kayvon Wallace is the, the future at safety, and I think that's a great pick. And also, a little connection, he is a Clemson pick, so he has a championship caliper play. But also, Eagles have taken a safety from Clemson before. That's Brian Dawkins. So uh, Brian Dawkins gave him a shout-out, saying that he loves Kayvon Wallace and looking for him to step into his shoes in Philly there. Moving forward, we have several more picks to get to, and I would like to also address some questions that i got on twitter Um, so we're going to start moving through these last picks real quick round four jack Jack driscoll offensive lineman from auburn i think this is an awesome pick he comes out as a tackle slash guard prospect but he worked on his snapping a lot before the draft so that makes him a versatile piece he can play the outside as well as the inside which the eagles really are going to value because they lost big v to the lions a huge deal they could not match that Um, but Jack Driscoll can step in and play that same role as being a solid tackle backup, but also step into the inside if possible. And if he's good at snapping, I mean, that's awesome because then you don't have to dress a backup center. I know the Eagles didn't do it at all last year, but, um, he can stay on the sidelines throughout the game. Say Lane Johnson gets hurt. He can go to tackle. Say Brandon Brooks gets hurt. He can go to guard. Jason Kelsey goes down. He can go to center. So, um, so much versatility, so much value to the roster, especially on game day. I thought interior offensive line is, was a top need for the Eagles and should be addressed early, but grabbing a true tackle like he is obviously is versatile, but he played most of his snaps in college as tackle. It's so important too, because the Eagles are missing out, like I said, on big V and Jason Peters so far. So filling that role was important and they got a good one in Jack Driscoll. And like I said, Very versatile as well. So I wanted an interior offensive line, but Jack Jessica can do that as well. So really all around a great pick. It looks like he has great power and athleticism. That makes him a great prospect to put with Jeff Stoutland. I think he's going to do great things with him. And uh, looking forward to see what he brings to the table because I think he's going to be looking for a good amount of playing time this year the way injuries happen on the offensive line and how versatile he is. Um, Looking forward to see what he's going to do in year one. In round five, the Eagles came out with John Hightower and yet another speedy receiver like Jalen Rager, Um, but he has much better size and much better catch radius. Actually, I shouldn't say much better catch radius because Jalen Rager can go up and get a lot of balls thrown to him, but he has better size. Harry Roseman is showing that he wants this speed badly. He's taking these receivers that have great blazing speed, and when this pick happened, um, there's another thing that happened that we'll get to later, but... Um, all these people, were, I've, even uh, Chad Ochocinco, was saying that the Eagles could have a four by one hundred track relay team just because how fast they are. They got Jalen Rager, Deshaun Jackson, John Hightower, and Marquise Goodwin. I mean, that is speed and a lot of it. The Eagles are really looking to change this offense into a more faster, explosive offense for Carson Wentz. This reminds me of Matt Collins as a prospect because he's fast. He finds the end zone well and he will contribute to special teams. Um, so I think that has a lot of ties to him, how they look at the player. However, let's hope that it works out a little bit better. I know Matt Collins did not work out with the Eagles at all. So John Hightower, I got pretty good uh, pretty good sense on what he's going to bring to the table, but looking forward to seeing what he's going to do because I think he's going to be a good receiver. Round six, the, the Eagles take Sean Bradley, linebacker from Temple. He's a true linebacker. Um, I know Davion Taylor was selected as a linebacker, but Sean Bradley has more built like a linebacker than Davion Taylor. He has great speed. I think he ran the fifth fastest 40-yard dash time out of linebackers. Davion Taylor with the third. And he's very, very, very strong in run defense, which is very uh, important for the Eagles because Nigel Bradham kind of filled that role in a run defense plug-in, but Sean Bradley can fill that role. And I was able to watch him very closely as a Temple student Watching him play at the link on Saturdays. Um, when the play came to him, one thing that I noticed that he was a surefire tackler. Um, when the, whatever it may be, a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, if he was in position to make a tackle, it was going to happen, especially those running backs. Like I said, he was very strong in run defense. So I like him. I think he's a great prospect to deal with just because the Eagles need a better tackler at tackler, linebacker and someone that could possibly cause some turnovers. Uh, I think he has a legit chance to start as the season progresses because like I said, he's built like a true linebacker and the team will love his speed and strength, but he's probably going to start out on special teams just because he's fast, a little bit stronger of a player. So uh, I see him mostly as a special teams piece right now as the season starts. But um, like I said, at Temple, he came away with huge plays against Maryland who were ranked at the time. So he really plays up to the competition fierce competitor. He obviously knows the link very well because he played there for his college career, but um, I really like Sean Bradley so far. Again, all these picks, stay tuned this week for more in-depth analysis for them. Round six, Quez Watkins. Um, this is more, 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 more speed for the Eagles. Um, obviously, this is a top priority as we're seeing. This is the third wide receiver selected, all of them very fast. I think if Watkins and Hightower can turn into something at least a contributor of even 400 yards this draft would be fantastic because I think taking a chance on two fast receivers late in the draft if a receiver has elite speed late in the draft obviously there's going to be a hole elsewhere I'll get to that later this week on what the holes in Hightower and Watkins play are Um, however you got the speed to deal with Um, if you can improve those other areas and make them a solid contributor this draft is going to go down as a great draft for the Eagles because they're going and getting great receivers out of it Jason Devon on Instagram said that's what you want competition makes this team better after this pick I think the Eagles had 13 maybe 14 receivers rostered um, with all of their guys currently rostered and futures contracts and draft picks so having all those receivers is going to make the offseason very competitive Everyone is obviously going to want to make the team, but you're only going to come out with probably six wide receivers, so they're going to have to trim it in half, even more by even more than half. So I'm um, excited to see what Watkins is going to bring to the table. And keep in mind these are late round picks, but if one pans out between Watkins or Hightower, Wentz and Peterson will be very happy with these selections. The next pick was offensive lineman from Auburn, Prince Tego Wonogo. Um, This was labeled as a potential steal from the draft. He obviously has an awesome story. If you haven't heard he came from Nigeria when he was 16 years old to pursue his dreams. He started playing basketball. I believe he only had $20 um, coming to the United States. So he started with basketball, ended up starting playing football, and um, now is an NFL player. So awesome story behind him. Another Auburn... Offensive linemen, and I think this is going to bring great team chemistry to the Eagles because they've already played together well. They know each other well. um, So the Eagles obviously trust those Auburn offensive linemen. He's touted as a very hard worker and a great leader. Um, I didn't really watch him at all pre draft process, um, but I'm liking what I see out of him so far. I'm going to take a deeper look before I get to his in depth analysis podcast later this week. Um, He looks very strong and powerful in protection. So Obviously, a very good prospect for the Eagles to deal with, and this will likely move Jack Driscoll inside because Prince Tega. I think he's more of a tackle prospect, um, better a tackle at the next level. But Jack Driscoll, I mean, maybe they're going to line up both of them at at backup tackles. But Jack Driscoll, I think if he's going to develop his skill set as a guard and center, put him on the inside, and then Prince Tega Winego can um, work inside or he can work the outside edges it when Lane Johnson or Andre Dillard. If they struggle or get injured, Prince Tega can step in and be a good contributor. Jack Driscoll can cover the roles for Jason Kelsey, Brandon Brooks, and Isaac Samalo. So great pick here. I'm liking the offensive line getting beefed up a little bit. I think that was a huge need. Last pick in the seventh round, Casey Tuhill. Casey Tuhill is a outside linebacker, D-end hybrid. Uh, I think he is probably going to be a special teams piece if he makes the team. D end was one of my top needs for the Eagles, and it was not really addressed. Two Hill can play D end, but um, I would I would have liked to seen a better prospect taken at the end. But nonetheless, I'm looking forward to seeing what Casey Two has to bring. Like a like with Prince Tega, I didn't really watch him too much um, pre draft process, but ca- caught up on him a little bit. Um, obviously, going to do more, and I think create he can be um, pretty creative in this defense with Jim Schwartz because. Jim Schwartz, although they run a four-three defense, I think he has experience with these two-stance defensive ends. Derek Barnett, he started as a two-stance defensive end his rookie year most of the time. Chris Long also did that, especially on um, third downs when the Eagles knew that the the team was gonna the opposing offense was gonna pass the ball. Um, so I think having these strong defensive tackles in the middle can help. 2 he'll get some stunts and work on the inside or work on the outside, whatever it may be. Nonetheless, it's even more speed to work with all of these picks. Like I said, can he run? Is he healthy? Does he love to play the game? It looks like all 10 of these picks are going to tick all of these boxes. So I like this draft class. I know a lot of people are really caught up with Jalen Hurts. I hope you guys liked my analysis on him a little bit more just to bring a little bit more light to the situation. Um, have you feel better about that possibly? So overall, 10 picks. I think this is a really good draft from the Eagles. It could have been better, but they addressed pretty much every single position that needed to be addressed. I would have liked to see a true defensive end or a running back, but honestly, they got their good players. They got their good players that they wanted um, that fit the criteria. So, Good draft, good planning by Harry Roseman and Doug Peterson. Give them some credit for having to do this all virtual, even the pre-draft visits and the draft in general. Um, Really, really good stuff out of them for carrying out this draft and getting good prospects to the Eagles. And uh, before we get to questions, I feel like I'm missing something. And that's going to be wide receiver Marquise Goodwin. The Eagles got another wide receiver. How much speed do you want? I mean, Howie Roseman, you come out blazing in this draft. You come into the draft with a very weak wide receiver group, not very fast either, besides Deshaun Jackson. He comes out with four new wide receivers, all of them sub-4-4, 40-yard dash times. That is crazy. Harvey Roseman, uh, to start things off, this is an awesome deal. The Eagles only fell 20 picks in the sixth round, and they got a proven receiver in Marquise Goodwin. I mean, he in 2017, he had over 900 yards, uh, receiving that is, this is one of the best deep, deep speed threats in the league just because of how fast he is and he has a um, Olympic long jumping background. However, his hands are a bit questionable. I think that's what's holding him back as being a good receiver in the league. Uh, but for the trade, this is great value. Like I said, the Eagles dropped 20 picks, so they still had a sixth round pick, one of them, and um, came away with it proven nfl receiver so i mean you can't hate this pick at all even if goodwin doesn't even make the 53-man roster it's a solid trade you got you got to take a risk on him um to fall 20 picks that late in the draft and come out with another speed receiver this is a a plus trade from the eagles like i said even if he doesn't make the roster a plus trade it's an extra spark um when i saw this come up on my phone I was very surprised. I knew Marquise Goodwin was uh, involved in some trade talks, but the Eagles pulled off a steal here. I'm really excited. Uh, I'm not going to go too far in depth with him. Um, but, uh, I mean, we'll get to it later this off season because we want to focus on the drafts a little bit more. But Marquise Goodwin, yet again, speed, speed, speed. The Eagles are going to have a lot of competition at speed wide receiver this offseason. Before we close things out, I want to spend another five to 10 minutes talking about some Eagles questions. If you're still with us, please stay tuned because a lot of these questions were very good. Um, first one comes from... Um, I don't know, but he goes, what are we doing with what, or with uh, running back? And this is a question that I have as well just because um, the Eagles, I believe that was a pretty good need to get a backup running back in the draft, especially a power one. A.J. Dillon was my guy, but he fell in the second round, um, was taken by the Packers. So obviously that was a bit extreme. I wouldn't want to see the Eagles take A.J. Dillon in the second round. But with running back, the Eagles got two running backs as undrafted free agents. I'll talk about them later this week. But um, overall, uh, I think we're going to see a veteran sign, and the Eagles still have a lot of money. So bringing in a guy like Carlos Hyde or Isaiah Crowell that I've talked about before, would be a good move. Um, try to get more versatility and power to the running back group. LaShawn McCoy, I know it's still out there. I don't think it happens. Like I said, I would not be mad if it happens, but um, I want some power. Elijah Holyfield is still on the roster. He is that power back. I wouldn't even be mad if he's the only power back on the team because realistically, with Miles Sanders and Boston Scott, how well they played at the end of the season, Elijah Holyfield's probably only going to see four carries a game and. Short yardage situations if he can average one to three yards per carry and that get those first downs or get those touchdowns, I'm fine with that. So it's not like the Eagles need another elite running back or even uh, above average running back just because Miles Sanders is the guy now. So good question, thank you for that. Next question from Drew Golan Um, what veteran free agents would be a good fit at this point? Bring back Vinny. Another vet, DN running back, sign Hyde, linebacker vet. Running back, I just addressed that with um, Carlos Hyde and Isaiah Crowell. I think those are going to be the two top fits with the Eagles. Obviously going to be very cheap now that we're after the draft. The teams that needed running backs got them, um, so the value of free agent running backs plummeted. Um, obviously for those players, they weren't even that high in the beginning. Other than that, um, linebacker, I don't see that happening just because they came away with two to three linebackers in the draft. I think they're pretty set there. Vinny Curry is probably the next guy that I would consider bringing back, just because D-end was my third need this offseason. Above defensive back, above linebacker, and the Eagles came away with um, Casey Tuhill, which isn't even a true defensive end. So Vinny Curry, I think, should be the next move, just because he's going to bring... A lot of experience in the group when Derek Barnett went down. He got, I believe, three sacks towards the end of the season. Um, the Eagles really need that because after their starters, they don't really have impact players. So um, Vinny Curry would be a good move here. Um, next question from Dark Storm. i like to know why the Eagles don't strengthen their secondary with taller, faster cornerback and safeties. Now a side question on the games. Why is Doug Peterson shy away from the screen pass? On third and five or third and seven, at this rate, he is going to burn on his burn out his running backs. Um, I'm not going to address the second question just because it's more season related. We'll talk about that stuff later. I just want to talk about the draft at this point. But why the Eagles don't strengthen their secondary with stronger, uh, faster players? I think they're pretty set. I mean, their safety group is awesome now. I really like Kayvon Wallace. Will Parks is an underrated piece. People aren't really talking about him anymore. Roddy McLeod, you know what you're getting out of him. And Jalen Mills, I think he's going to do pretty well at safety. So safety, they're fine. Cornerback, I would have liked another move there. Just because Darius Slay, they're set there on the one side. On the outside, it's Avante Maddox and Sidney Jones fighting for it right now. Russell Douglas is probably third in line for that. In the slot, they're, they're good with Nickel, Roby Coleman, and... Um, Craven LeBlanc, but also Davion Taylor can play the slot. Kayvon Walls can play the slot. So slot, one outside, they're good. The only thing that's lacking in the secondary is a second outside corner, but if they like what they uh, what they have in Avante Maddox and Sidney Jones and want them to duke it out for the last spot, you just got to trust it. Um, I, I agree. I would have liked to have seen another draft pick there, like in round two, get Christian Fulton or um, a corner of his caliber and not Jalen Hurts, but... Um, It is what it is. Hopefully the Eagles can bring in another veteran in the offseason and uh, help the competition out there. But if I were to guess, I think Sidney Jones is going to get that last spot. The next question comes from Morning Sports Wood. Um, Antonio Brown, Dez, we still need some depth experience at wide receiver, especially if we're trying to get rid of Alshon. Mm, I don't agree with that. Um, I think even if Alshon is gone, they're trying to move to this more – Faster, Younger group. Antonio Brown, I don't want him whatsoever. Des Bryant, uh, he's been out of the league for, what, two years now? I'll pass on both of them. Is Jalen really trade bait? I'm assuming you mean Jalen Hurts. In the future, yes. Right now, absolutely not. If the Eagles were going to draft him and trade him a week later, they just wouldn't have picked him. They would have traded the pick right then and there. I would say in a year or two, he's going to have some value, so possibly, but it's gonna. he's going to be on the team for a while. I'll say that. Are we going to add depth in the secondary? Denard, Logan, Ryan, Eric Reed, cornerback, um, definitely. I think a, a veteran is going to be signed some way this off season. Um, however, I don't think it's going to be a big name like Logan Ryan. Um, probably someone under the radar just to fill the need and uh, bring some bring some competition to the group. And who is going to play linebacker? Right now, my starters are going to be Duke, uh, not Duke Riley, TJ Edwards, and Nate Gary, with the potential of Sean Bradley stepping in there. Um, Linebacker, I know it's still a little weak, but they got younger players; they're going to be fine there. Um, next question: Someone said after the first round it sucked, so why talk about it? Uh, Well, I think our listeners enjoy talking about the draft, so that's why I'm talking about it. Um, I. Don't think it sucked after the first round at all. I mean, you could say the second round sucked. That's your opinion. But after that, I think day three was fantastic. Um, Last question. Can we do over? (laughs) No. I mean, the Eagles, they had a pretty good draft. I'm going to end it with that. A couple good questions out of there. Thank you guys for sending those in. Hope you uh, enjoy the rest of the content there. But overall i like the draft like i said the next five days actually six days we're going to talk about all new rookies that are entering the team talk about their film talk about what they bring to the table strengths weaknesses everything in between so be on the lookout for that they're going to be shorter so it's not like i want two hours out of your day for the next week Um, if you're enjoying the podcast so far i'm going to give you 15 to 20 minutes of analysis of each player real quick stuff give you a better understanding of what the eagles are getting Hope you enjoyed that. Um, Like I said, subscribe. uh, Follow us on social media, Birds Banter on Twitter, Birds Banter PHL on Instagram. That's where we post all the podcasts, post all of our content. And uh, if you are enjoying the show, I would definitely appreciate a rating and review. That can be found on Apple Podcasts. Just go down, give us five stars, and tell us what you like about the show. I would really appreciate it. Helps us out a lot. And uh, if you help me, I'll, I can give you more, uh, better content. So thank you for all the support. Um, now that the draft is over, I'm not slowing down. Um, like I said, this whole week is going to be content, content, content. And after that, we're talking all Eagles offseason football, which is very exciting. So thank you for sticking around. Make sure you share this with all your other Eagles fans. And until next time, go Birds!